Hey, welcome to the video store. My name is Russell, and I'm pretty sure I have the greatest job in the world because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series all day long and talk about them with my friends that work here. But occasionally, some really interesting people pop in to visit to rent something, and that's exactly what happened today. A old friend, I would consider, Loisa Madinga came in. He is a stand-up comic who... As you'll see, also does a lot more. He's also a podcaster, but he's an incredible dude. And I, I really have always enjoyed chatting to him. It was great to pick his brain. It was great to just see the extent of his work and what he does. And it's always an honor to host him at the Bioscope. When he comes to perform, he often pops in at our weekly Bioscope Sundays. We've done one or two runs with him. And hopefully we'll get him back at the cinema real soon. But it's a great chat, and with him being a dad, we could talk a lot about some kids stuff, but just in general, uh, it's always fascinating talking to these kinds of people that just do so much with their time, and uh, hopefully it's a great, interesting conversation for you. So this is Loiso Medinga popping in to rent something. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? How's it? How are you doing, Russ? I'm I'm very good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, man. Because we I'm always here in your <laughs> yeah. video I'm, store and I'm, you're never in your own video store. I'm always here. I'm here every day. Okay. And um I create things like the Bioscope Sundays, which is made for folks like yourself. Yeah. And you come, <laughs> and we don't see and each you other. Don't, and you don't come to your own thing. And, I, and I'm not there. And I think maybe we can also use this as a chance to talk this through, because I think some people think I'm like just not present in my own business. I'm very present, and I know exactly what's going on. I've just, after nine, ten, what is it now, 11 years. Damn. I'm just like, I, especially on a Sunday, which is when we do this comedy show that you sometimes partake in. Yeah. I, I want to be at home. <laughs> oh, fair, fair. fair. <laughs> I want no, to I get that. recharge and get ready and so that on a Monday I can come in and program the fuck out of the bioscope and make it amazing. Yeah. And so I just made this point where I'd rather have someone like Marigold, who you've come to know, who we're also getting often on the video store as a, as a co-worker, to, yeah, to be the person who can manage those events, like physically in the moment. But mm. I'm I'm very much managing it in the back. In the sky. Like, I'm there. Yeah, but that makes sense. You don't want to... If if you want to give yourself room for growth, you can't be in the day-to-day. -day. Not always, yeah. yeah. And especially with events, sometimes after, like, especially a long after day... 10 years, then you... I feel like sometimes yeah. I might be the grumpy dude. Like, I'd rather get someone with more energy, fresh, to handle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's the only reason I have a manager. Yeah. Is I realized I can't be the fighting yeah i have to so get to it, work happy and this is with you as book as like a booking manager yeah yeah we realize that also with the band number one is like you don't want you to don't negotiate be, no. you don't want to fight you don't want to because on, on the day you get there and you're already like looking daggers at each other's eyes even if yeah. you know even if you thought everyone's happy with the price it's like yeah we have to fight and and so is your manager still deb yeah i, I love that auntie deb's the best 
Auntie Deb is amazing. Auntie Deb is the best. When we were together now in Cannes. Was, in Cannes? Yeah, it was wild. We were there oh, for uh, other stuff that we do with uh, a team called uh, Project Everyone. They're more in the NGO space kind of world. Okay. So it was like running concurrently with the... I don't know if it was together, but we were at Cannes during the film festival. The, the, okay, because there's a, a few, there's a few Cannes stuff. film festivals, funny enough. Yeah, the Creative Festival. So the advertising. This is the advertising one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they were, I mean, like we pretty much, so me and the project, everyone, Gail Galley, who I also do a podcast with called um, uh, Idiot's Guide to Saving the World. Oh, cool. And yeah, I want to hear all about everything going on in your life. So this is cool. Good start. Yeah. So it was, And that's when we, that was the first time I met Gail and we had shot a whole season. We had recorded a whole season of a podcast. Oh, you don't via Zoom. Via yeah, she's Zoom. in London. Okay. Oh, yeah, in England, not even in London. She's in the sticks of England, and we were recording this podcast called "An Idiot: An Idiot's Guide to Saving the World." So they're in the they're in the global goal space. Global. All right. So global goal is essentially the UN has set goals and a date, which is twenty thirty, okay. for certain things to be done in terms of the environment. Yeah, and people in general right okay. so from hunger to uh, emissions to all, all there's there's 17 goals so the podcast is about bringing the average person into that world yeah. in a friendly way and not just in a you know it seems like someone else's problem all the time it's like yeah. emissions this doesn't sound like something i can change yeah. so it's like okay cool how do we bring people into this um, space in a more casual less yeah. un pointy finger kind of way oh Okay, mm. that's cool. So yeah, so we were in Cannes because we had a session. We are like doing a session that we were talking. Oh, you were kind of panelists on Panelists, a, on yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Cannes lovely, eh? Um, Did yeah, you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it's just the festival itself is overwhelmed. It yeah. kind of takes away from like the city. Yeah. But the sense that I got was like, okay, this feels like, it feels... I want to say retirement-y village yeah, but yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. But like, I go, oh, I'm, you know, come here to party, but if you want to go somewhere beautiful Let and me tell chill. You, for the film festival. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. It it's because they ship in cocaine. <laughs> we, went in 20, <laughs> we went in 2011 and we're like, because we felt like we, we needed to do this. We've, yeah. we've owned the bioscope for a year now. We need to go to Cannes. And we've never gone again. But like, so it's glad I went. So glad I went just to see it. Like on the opening night, it was that movie called um, Midnight in Paris. Oh, wow. If you remember it. So on the opening night, like you could just chill on the side of the red carpet. They they allow space for public to gather. And you're like, oh my God, it's De Niro. Oh my God, it's Owen Wilson. It's Martin Scorsese. It's everyone. And you're like, oh, 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 wild. (laughs) Just like the most famous people in the world, just all together. And you're like, oh, Don't they exude something? I mean, it's just, it's something. It's quite something like, to just be in that cinema. We, we also watched a couple of movies in that cinema, that, yeah, in that main room. That Did main you go room. into that main yeah, room? Yeah, that's what we were presenting, yeah. Oh, you were in that main room? Yeah, and wow. it was... Um, but I'm like, just to go back to like seeing stars. Yeah. I remember when I, for some reason, Comedy Central sent me for that movie, uh, Baywatch, to go interview the cast in oh. Miami, right? Cool. Um and then, so I got to interview them. The Rock wasn't there that day, but I got to interview the rest of the cast. And What's this the pretty boy name again? Zach Efron. Zach Efron, right? Yeah. So that that was my first interview with Zach Efron and the two blonde, the, the yeah. two hotties. Yeah, yeah. 
and they walk into the room and you got five minutes but and it is it is a hard five minutes they got a guy yeah. there who will stop you mid sentence he'll stop yeah. he'll stop the actors mid sentence no because you can imagine how overwhelming that day could yeah. be because they just they just sit and journalists. just have they just 200 of you yeah. yeah so they walk into the room and you know that thing that you always hear like in movies about or oh, even you, if you listen to agents in Hollywood like you just, you got, I can see a star. You got a yeah. star. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it in your face. And yeah. you always wonder, like, okay, what the fuck is that? Like, if you can act, you can act. And then they walk into the room. Yeah. Bruh, they literally glow. Yeah. They literally just like, ah. <laughs> Zach Efron was prettier than the girls. Wow. He is beautiful, Maji. Yeah. The, yeah. the TV does not do that man justice. <laughs> He's so man. pretty. I was like, God damn. Uh, so yeah, I, I get that whole thing where I, of of like stars, they just have a thing. Yeah, no, I I, I can see it. I, I I get it. Yeah, um, wh- your main thing mm. is shows, is stand up comedy. Huh? Mm. That's your main. That's my main pursuit. It's your main pursuit. Not my main money bringer. Yeah, <laughs> comedy <laughs> does not bring the money. If um, writing, huh? What is the weird voiceovers? I do a lot of just like, it's just kept me going. I was just chatting to another comic, Stig, now. And I was saying, I was talking about like somebody, I was lucky that someone told me, don't quit your day job for yeah. comedy. Yeah. Comedy will tell you when to quit your day job. Ooh, you said that was ominous. ominous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the world telling you, don't quit uh, your yeah, day geez. job. Uh, and then when I did though, voiceovers picked up. Okay. So at least that's cool. It's like, what kind of voiceovers? Commercial stuff. Okay. Yeah. Get the new X Y Z, and when you come to our store, you also get that oh. kind of that kind of stuff. You got it, bud. It's a It's like everyone everyone thinks they want a different voice, but they all want the same. Yeah. They all yeah. Want the same. Do, do you know Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Brian, he, I used to slag it out for MTN work. Yeah. 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 It's so funny because he went to Vits with me and, and and I bump into him every now and again. I'm like, dude, you are the voice of radio. You yeah. are like the white guy. Brian gets all the voices, <laughs> bro. Brian gets mad voices. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So and voice do you do different languages as well? No. Are you mostly English? English. Yeah, I would make a, even more money if I did in Iskosa, but... My, I was chatting to Kaitlanga about this, um, and I was like, I thought I spoke bad, it's Tosa. But what I speak is, oh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but yeah. it's Shubi. Okay. And, uh, which, anyway, the Shubi people moved from KZN to Eastern Cape way back in the day. Um, so a lot of it, so we speak, it's like we integrated into the Tosa people, yeah. but we kept a lot of our language. And that and that's your heritage. Yes, but okay. we kept a lot of our language, where and then the area I'm also in is also by the Lesotho Mountains, so there's also a mix of a lot of Sisutu words. Oh wow! So I thought okay, I always so spoke horrible Sikosa, and no. I was like, no, I just dialected. My my Kosa is very like mixed dialect kind of a vibe. You know, this ominous thing. My yeah. Kosa is mixed dialect. <laughs> So, so, um, so yeah, I'd love to, I would have loved to do more closer voiceovers, but it's like so, okay. p- they, they like, someone could tell the difference. Yeah. Someone yeah. could okay. pedantic about, cause closer is also in the accent. It's, 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 it's a, yeah. it's a tonal language. So okay. it's something that people will just, they'll go, you speak in closer, but why does it, 
Why does he sound so weird? A little strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then the the comedy. Where are you at now? Because you were. Are you, are you building up an, another special? Have you done something recently? Where 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 are you at? I don't know. Like um. Because I, I must say, I, I found it really interesting understanding comedy and, and comedians in general. It's because uh. it's, it's, it's remarkably similar to a band. And mm. it's it's, if anything, it's, it's done in the opposite way. But you sort of, you build up an hour in the way in which a band would build up an album. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And then when a band, a band would, would write it, record it, and then perform it for a year, a comedian's almost the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You we sort of build it, it and, and then, then once it's done, you... Because yeah, no one wants, again. it's not like music. No one wants to hear it again. So we have to do it the other way around. Yeah. So because no one wants, no one's just like you know. Yeah. Oh, I only put my favorite. Yeah. Comedy on yeah. every time I drive, I'll listen to the same jokes. Yeah. Um. So that's why we do it that way around. And I wanted to shoot a special of my show that I had run called Born Freeish just before lockdown. Yeah. And then lockdown happened. Yeah. And then we all went dormant for a while, and especially comedy because like nothing was yeah. making sense until like. Where we're gonna perform? Even when we started coming out, it was like min ways to perform. Yeah, no, and it's I, only now picking up. I, I loved being that venue. It wasn't. It wasn't actually a full-on plan. Really? You know, obviously the plan was to focus on on the bioscope being a cinema. Yes. Um, we never did comedy, obviously, for all the years in Melbourneing because mm. Pop Art was next door to us, and yes. that was part of our relationship. And then it took Lois Ogola actually to walk in. I, I like I was gonna get to it. I wanted to do it. I mm. was open to it. I, yes. I just hadn't thought about it. And he needed to rehearse for that special, the yeah. one that he shot oh, in Cape yeah. Town. Oh, yeah. And he's like, "Can we do comedy here?" I was like, "Yeah, we can." <laughs> he's like, "Can I take a week?" I'm like, "Yeah, we can." Oh, nice. And, I was, and then it just it was so great to to be that space. Yeah, man. And I was so it nervous works. after that first show of his. Um, I was like, oh, "What was it like?" And he's not a dude to. No, he doesn't mince his words, words and, and everything, not. but he was like, "It was amazing. It was great. Just enough people. Just enough. Mm. he sort of described the architecture of the room for him working, and I was like, "I'm so happy." Yeah, dude, this room just works. I'm so glad. I'm really works. like, I'm really glad to hear that because it's it's always been a big part of yeah, and I I just always think that I've said this before, but with every show and everything, like it sort of lines the walls of the space kind uh, of figuratively, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. comedy just brings so much joy. It's a great thing, bro. And also, it's so weird. Like sometimes when you meet people who just don't go to comedy, I'm like, that's weird. What's wrong you, with you? You won't go somewhere where you. it's about making joy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who hurt you? Yeah, who hurt these people? Uh, and I, I had a great run here. Yeah. Also. So you, so you did. You were working on Problem Child, right? And no, that was a new. That was like new. Okay. Like stuff. you were trying new stuff. I was trying new stuff, and that was like an, <laughs> the first night was like an hour forty-five, which I've never done. Yeah, I've never done. But even that was also, I look back at it now and I'm like, was it even a show or was it just like me on stage for a while? But you need that. I love the fact that, that we can be the space for that gymming because yeah. it's it's such a win-win-win. You get to figure something out. The audience gets to see you in a slightly more intimate space mm. where acts like you guys can often fill much bigger venues. And then the we're, bioscope we're, also we're wins. <laughs> the bioscope also wins because it's a you know it's a it's a it brings people it in. brings it, people it's and, culture and, and everybody a, everybody gets something out of it mm. which is great and I think people love being a part of those gym nights where you can yeah you got a glass There's of wine and different audiences figuring things out because like club audiences aren't necessarily 
your theatre audiences. Some people just like just like going out and seeing comedy at a club on a lineup. Yeah. And they'll support you and they'll come to those gigs and then you put on a big show and then you like I've never seen any of these faces. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's definitely two types of comedy people. It's like mm-hmm. the ones who come to the theatres and the ones who come to the clubs. The clubs being comedy clubs. Well, cl- comedy clubs or, or bars you know, that, you know, I that sort of have perform anywhere. comedy nights. Yeah, comedy nights, lineup nights and stuff yeah. like that. So it's it's two very different. Some people just want to have, they just want to see the hour. Yeah. And then some people want to go out and see as many comics in a night yeah. and, and the person they want to see. Interesting. Mm. Okay, so you just, you, you're just trying to do as much of that as you can? Yeah, right now I'm just... Uh, Getting even get that it's getting back into the uh, the the club part because I also realized I've been doing it ten years this year. Okay. So I have enough skill to just do it comfortable hour. Yeah. To like kind of like have a to to work within like undefined parameters of a show. Yeah. But um, a club is where you really chisel things out and give them form yeah so i'm only now i was like okay cool let me not lose that skill let me get back and hit the clubs which haven't been great man the venues are horrible so i didn't want it didn't help me go back out every time i go out i'm like this is worst case scenario for stand-up and you go somewhere else and it's like oh this is also like well i'd like to believe that ours is okay because we nah, bro, it's perfect. We we've got a theater in the sense that you're facing the direction of the performer. You're not sort of sitting at a table or sitting. Uh, yeah. So even with music, it's 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 got to be a very particular kind of performer who's going to perform here in the bias. Have you had music here? Yeah, throughout the years we've often. Really? But it's got to be more singer songwritery. Yeah. It's got to be more like it. It's got to be like a focus. Like when we were playing in Japan, performing directly they, at the audience. They stare yeah. at you. They they're there for you. They're not there to talk shit and hang out at the bar and be seen or whatever. And so it's quite disconcerting. It's a very different thing where obviously it wasn't seated in Japan, but they all participate. They all cheer and clap and then they sit in silence. Uh, (laughs) And even the drummer in the back is like... It's a politeness. Yeah, they're just there. They're waiting for the next song. Yeah, And it's it's the same for here. Like someone would cheer and then there would be deathly silence. And so you've got to be ready for that. Yeah, because it kind of of makes... I would assume it would make you have to put yourself, put throw more at the audience of yourself. And you just got to be confident. Yeah, yeah. you just got to be like happy, happy with the silence, ready to go. And happy that they're happy yeah. just being there with you. Yeah, and you yeah. And, and don't take it in the wrong way. Like mm. they, they're not bored. They just like, especially in Japan. And I also went to a couple of music shows when I was in Helsinki. Same thing. It's just that kind of audience. They're mm. not there to talk shit and hang out. They just, they, they pay quite a lot of money and they're like, now we're ready. Give yeah, us the, yeah, it's like uh, performing in Switzerland. They, yeah, so have you, you've done you've done some some good touring. Well, it was like uh, this Switzerland was um, Montreux Comedy Festival. Oh, cool! Which is kind of like you know, cities tend to like want to do more and more festivals. Yeah. So this was they started a comedy section, but it was in French, and then they started because um, Montreux is quite famously music. Yeah, it's a jazz fest. It's that was that fest, the yeah. one that they they huge about. Um, and there it was, it was such a, you know, it threw us off so much on the first night, how they listen intently, mm. laugh 
quickly and politely, very <laughs> European. Yeah, which we're not used to. Yeah, yeah. Because we 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 laugh and enjoy and yeah, South, South Africa Africans is boisterous. Talk, yeah, that's what's fun. And then we'll yeah. turn to the person and have a chat about the joke we just heard. Yeah, you know, and there's just like ha 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 ha, nothing. <laughs> and if your joke kills, they clap. Yeah, but it's almost like they can't clap and laugh at the same time. Yeah. So it's just like the, your rhythm just has to change so much when you're there because you don't have, you don't have the time to just enjoy the laughter. It's yeah. all of a sudden silence, and you're like, oh, 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 continue. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then what happened? Uh, so it was like, after the first night, luckily we had like practice runs. We're like, oh, okay, oh, this you, is who they are. You get okay, the cool. rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got the other podcast which I know about. The, the dope ass podcast. That's cool. That's just the same three dudes, eh? You come together when you can. Yeah, and we just have a chat. chat. We just have a chat. Just but sort of comedians uh, being comedians. Yeah, and it's it's just more talking about even the stories from the road kind of vibe. Nah, it's not even that. It's like literally just three friends. It's lovely because we just like we enjoy each other's conversations. Yeah, um, and we literally just chat. Like I'll click record we'll be talking while i was setting up and then i'll click record while we're talking yeah. and then uh and then we just we're going we like there's no like and we start the show yeah we just, that's great so it's just literally so just like a fly in the fly in the wall of robbie Tets and gonzo and robbie collins yeah. yeah lovely man and it's fun man people Podcasting. keep bothering us to bring it back and it's like it's been weird. Robbie's this. been gone. Tets went traveling i went tra- it's like mm. we hardly see each other as much as we did when we we're doing the f- that thing yeah and you don't want it to necessarily be a zoom thing it might not be the same it's quite no, nice to be in the same room yeah it's really nice to be in the same room we learned mm. a lot of things like we do live shows and then we realize oh live brings another audio, um element that's not the actual podcast which is like a live podcast recording yeah yeah I, yeah i'm looking forward to to doing more of that here so yeah it could totally happen here and it gives a totally different vibe to us just in a room together yeah you're playing for you playing for, to for the 50 other people more. now yeah, yeah. play more to the audience and once i couldn't make a live so we had kakiso who's like we're like ah oh, kakiso because he's like the greatest storyteller mm. and the audience was like yeah this was a nice night but it's not what we came for and then we learned like oh mm our thing is a thing and people kind yeah. of, even if they can't put into words what it is, they go, no, we specifically want that dynamic. Mm. You know, because he's not a boring person. Like he's yeah. hella interesting, hella funny. You know, he's got a thousand great stories and knows how to tell them. And so you go, oh, so even a great something else isn't what they want. They specifically wanted this thing, which yeah. was amazing to learn. Lovely. It's cool that you're making stuff. Um, what are you what are you watching? What do you what do you enjoy? What is your setup, so to speak? Like what do you I currently watch um we actually just started watching Mo on mm. Netflix. Mo. Mo, yeah, he's a comedian. Mo I think he's saying it's Mohammed. I don't know. Okay. He's he's a he's an American um stand up. Has he got a what is it, a show? Yes, TV series on okay. Netflix. He's got a special, but he's also got this. We're watching this, uh, and it's really good. It's about. It's based on his life. Yeah. And it's kind of like about uh, him. I love how that'll always be the thing. Like a comedian will get like a show. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's what we hope for. Here's the thing: comedians don't get famous from stand-up. We get famous from, from something the else that brings things. people to our stand-up. Yeah. 
So that's there's a few. There's only like maybe one or two that have ever been like I the rock even, star. I can't even think. Stand up guys. I mean like Russell Peters, for example. Oh, like yeah, he's yeah, never yeah. really acted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell um, Peters. Yeah, a few guys who. Um, but they no, blew up virally. Yeah, very yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They blew up like. Okay, so Moe's got himself a TV show. And it's, and yeah, it's, so it's, him as a Palestinian and he hasn't got his papers yet. So it's like him and his his life in Houston as a as his immigrant who's like okay. living with his parents. His dad um, died in the war in Palestine. It's like a really great, okay. really interesting. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a, because you know, once we have something new, especially if you're like, a, uh, I don't know what the right word is to encompass all of it, but like, if you're like a particular person, if you're like, even if you're like a person of color, but not even just that, because God has a God, God Amela, he also stand up comedian. Okay. He, he created a series, also good, about him moving to America. He was yeah. like huge in France. And the, the thing is about him coming to America to try and make it. Okay. And, and, and who's this? God. He's God. like Lich God Amele, I think. How do you spell his first name? G H A D or G A H D? Okay. Yeah. Uh, huge, like one of the probably the biggest uh, stand-up comedian. Yeah, France. you see, now I don't, I don't know about him. No, no I only yeah. know about him because I saw a he did when he was trying to transition to America. He created this uh, documentary called Five Minutes in America. Okay, uh, where you see him working towards building a five-minute set okay. or ten-minute set, ten minutes in America, um, which was really great. And then I found out about him, but obviously we okay. we, we wouldn't know because it's like, yeah. He's been speaking in another language. He's, yeah. Okay. Okay, so you're enjoying Mo? Mo was really good. Um, okay. Trying was really good. It's lovely, It's hey? so nice, oh, man. On Apple TV Plus. Yeah, and it doesn't feel British, weirdly oh, enough. It's so good. We've spoken about it in a previous episode, and it's nice that we've sort of caught up now. So now we're going... It's, they, oh, they we, released, we, yeah, they yeah, released them every, the first every few. Yeah, and so, and so we've got a thing on, on the video still when we're about to describe a show, mm -hmm. we... We call it the back of the box, which is like if you were to take it off the shelf, what, it what would it say on the back of the box? So, the back of the box of trying is is a it's about a British couple who, for the first season, really are trying to have a baby. They can't. Fall well, immediately, they immediately first episode. They, yeah, they, they can't. They fall can't. Pregnant. And so it's really about them trying to have a Adopt. baby, and then now they're adopting, and now we're at the point. Spoiler, but it's not too much of a spoiler. They've now got the kids. Well, they. Trying to get the kids. Yeah, they and then I'm trying yeah. to sort of keep this permanently. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely. It's really great. It's really funny. Um, Where's that guy from? I I heard you guys. Someone also told me that he, he's from another office. He, was he the, in the office or? He, he's been in a bunch of stuff. His name. He's got a cool name. His name's Rafe. Rafe Spall, and his father was quite a famous actor. He's been in a bunch of things. Uh -huh. He's. He was in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, yes, and he's had yes. a bunch of sort of cameo stuff. Yeah, and he was in this movie that's on Netflix called The Ritual, which is apparently like fucking haunting. Oh no, it's like crazy. No, I'm, still, I'm still getting over uh, Hereditary. <laughs> I've never watched it. Oh my gosh! I watched the other one, the the um, Midsummer. So I think that? it's the same guy. How's that? Ad I forget the filmmaker's name. I'm oh, not a horror not, person, oh, and that no, thing. No, no, it's too much. Ooh. And the thing is, it's not, it's not like horror where it's like turn the corner, scare you. No, Hereditary. It's like, no, it's like they just take their time. The they just take their time telling a story. <laughs> and you've seen the story now. It's like this family, and it's like it's intensely dr dramatic. It's like a drama mm, mm. for a while. 
but they're setting up certain things. So by the time they're scaring you, like an hour and a bit later in the film, you're so in their world. Yeah. That I literally, I watched it on a plane and I literally had to like, <laughs> I had chills running up and down my spine. Literally, and I had to take uh, off my, I had to pause, take off my, and look around and be like, okay, there are the other people here. <laughs> We're in the air and it's okay because that thing was, uh, I couldn't just stay in it uh, to like take that moment to get no, away from haunting. that. I think that's Tony Collette, I think is the main actress, eh? Uh, I think I don't know in Hereditary but she's great she's fucking amazing she's the great. mom from Little Miss Sunshine yes and, and um, what's that one with Brad Pitt as the personal trainer weird movie by the brothers oh um, um, Burn After Reading Burn After Reading is she in Burn After Reading yeah she was the neurotic um, the one with the conspiracy theories okay I forget was that. she not yeah I'm pretty sure that Frances McDormand was definitely in Burn After Reading I don't know whether they Who's Frances McDormand? She was in Nomadland and uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. She was the mom in Almost Famous. Nah. But anyways, but Brad Pitt and Burn After Reading is great. When he's yeah. that sort of like dumb. That was the first time I liked Brad Pitt. Because oh, really? I, I was young when, oh my, obviously, when Brad Pitt was the thing. Yeah. But he was like, he was also in that phase where he was like the heartthrob yeah so I was like a young boy just like whatever man this yeah. Brad Pitt guy whatever so I didn't really get into his stuff I watched Seven when I was a kid but then I did that haunt you did Seven haunt you as a kid? I just okay. I think Seven was the first time I experienced Seven was like a, one of those early like film experiences not just a movie because one yeah one question we ask is what what was the film that we that you were too young to see when you saw it <laughs> and it kind of altered your your course was there a movie that stood I think out i was just always like a really open kid so nothing really did like, like you like were like i should Candyman I was scary yeah but it wasn't like but you i don't were, look back and go it didn't change you you it didn't it just no scared the it just scared the, yeah I, I was scared of toilets for a while <laughs> <laughs> and um seven was like really think it was like really interesting to me because it was like conceptual but yeah. it wasn't like no it's haunting it's yeah, yeah it was it's really quite good. haunting it was yeah. a really good movie what's in the box what's in the box <laughs> <laughs> so did you, do you remember that moment in in how i met your mother when she did that he, no. had a, he had a box on the table and Robin walked in and she's like, what's oh, in yeah. box? <laughs> and nobody got in. She's like, seven? Anyone? And Come that's on. me every time I do that because I do it a lot. And every time I do it, people look at me like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's a take-a-lot box. What are you doing? <laughs> you ordered it. <laughs> uh, lovely. And then the other question we love to ask is, what do, you, what do you tell people is your favorite movie of all time? But what is your actual favorite movie of all time? Oh. <laughs> like, I don't think, have. Just think about it. But it's one of those things where people sort of... I'll tell you my... What do you tell people? Oh, my gosh. The one I don't tell people because it's like... It's not even I'm embarrassed. It's just like a... Yeah. I know it's not going to be a conversation we're going to have about film about it. Yeah, yeah. Blue Streak. Blue Streak. With Martin Lawrence. Oh, okay. When he steals the diamond. Yeah. It's just... That, that's, that's an, that's an all-time favorite for you. That's just a movie. I, it's like I can quote the shit out of that movie. I can always watch that movie. Lovely. Um, I remember watching that in cinema. A movie I can always watch is yeah. The Big Short. Uh. No matter what mood I'm in, if I don't want to know what to watch, you'll but I want to watch something, I'll rewatch The Big Short. Interesting. So The Big Short was the biopic with Christian Bale. Yeah. 
uh, based on a book, based on the true story of the guy who the betted cra- against the housing market. The housing market. Yeah. And um, and it's a, it's a great movie because what it does is it takes one or two terms, which would be over most people's heads, mm. and they explain it in great ways. But yeah. they here to explain this financial Margot term Robbie is Margot in Robbie a in a bubble bath. Yeah. And they, the film literally like does that. Yeah. The, um, very interesting fact. The dude from The Big Short, the guy who the the story is about, mm-hmm. the guy who Christian Bale plays, yeah. obviously made a lot of money off figuring out this yeah. thing that no one else could see and, and he betted against it and, and won all this money in the stock market. Yeah. People are watching him quite closely because he's a real person who's now lived on Shit. and people are wondering like what he is going to do know? and apparently he's used a lot of his money from that housing crisis uh. bet to buy water sources and oh, take ownership an oh of, dude that is a and and so and he's slowly been doing it because he's once again seen the next crisis which it's is water. going to be water that's going to be he's water gonna even in this these, podcast we did one of the crises that England is going to have that they're heading towards by 2050 is water. Yeah. It's like, what? Wet? Wet? Yeah. Britain is going to have a water crisis? And it's like, yeah, water is not just like water from the sky. It's also like, how do you capture it? How do you... Interesting. Because they think so it's like... Yeah, you've, been, you've actually sort of had your head in all of this. Yeah. And it's... And it's um, but but it's it's something that... It's something that I've I I started seeing when I found out that like Coca Cola goes into countries and starts buying up water sources. Yeah, th- th- so like, like there would be like a well, there would like be springs. like a spring that's so mostly sort of underwater yeah. and so you'd buy that up or you buy the land, but you're buying it for yeah. the yeah. for the water source. Yeah. Um. So like yeah, water's going to be. But what do we in, in short? Because Jesus and I don't want to have to get you to explain this whole thing to me because I should listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But the basic idea is that we're taking the water out of the water table. Mm-hmm. We're probably just consuming more than there is. There's only so much rain that can come up and down. There's many ways to get water. But in, in short, we're just not... We, we, we're, we're consuming more than we're we... We're not capturing enough. We're not ca- it's all about capturing Harvesting water. it. Yeah, in what ways? Like, um, Because also you can't just build a dam it, it disrupts river systems yeah. uh, you can't just uh, you know depend on the springs because if there's a huge population then you can dry it up quicker than it replenishes yeah. itself and it takes a while like for a spring to form yeah. and so it's like all these all these factors that's cool that you're learning about this stuff I I have a weird YouTube like wormhole. my YouTube is very weird. Yeah, we, we we talk about that here as well, um, which is like, what what kind of wormholes do we go to? I love videos about architecture. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I love oh, yeah. watching construction videos on YouTube. Oh, those are great. There's something called the B1M. I don't know whether you've what encountered that? it. It's, it's a channel on YouTube where this guy talks about like New York skyscrapers and mega projects and oh, developments. It's, I don't, and it's got cool like 3D things of the Singapore... Bay mega project, and you can see how they're building things and crazy shit in Dubai. Damn, it's, it's cool. But no wormholes. Yeah, wormholes, wormholes are, real. are the best, man. And it's it's like a weird. It's never it's never the person. So where do you find yourself in uh, these kind of? Lately, I've been it's it's been a lot of um, the guys who create furniture from wood. Okay. 
wooden furniture. Um, and for a long time, it was um, restoration videos. Okay. But like, no narration. Oh. Just play the sounds. <laughs> what are they restoring? Antiquey things. Anything from a knife. Okay. I just watched somebody grind a rusty <laughs> knife he found down for literally 45 minutes. Oh. I found one video. Uh, do you think guy, it sort of comforts you? Do you think there's something? Yeah, there's do you think just there's some, a, I think just watching. Something get cleaner. Progress. And progress yeah, it just and keeps getting better towards something. <laughs> and just like, it's like those dog videos. You know when, you, when, they, when they rescue those like. Those dogs yeah, in terrible dog. consi- oh, condition, yeah. and then, then all of a sudden, it's like he's clean, he's, and, and then, he's getting fatter, and he's <laughs> got his hairs growing back. Oh, he's jumping! And now his, his tail's moving. I will always watch that. I will always watch the that. The world needs more of needs one of those every yeah, day. Bro, I yeah. watched a guy. There's a great one. I can't pronounce his channel because it's like a German name, but yeah, he yeah. works at a museum and he restores paintings. Yeah, but he'll walk you through, and he's got a, a very. Um, what a great way of speaking, and it'll detail everything he does yeah. on that. And right now, I don't want to brush it too hard because, and yeah. literally, you'll is watch it, him brush stroke by brush stroke. That's lovely. And it's 45 minutes. And for some reason, my one and a half, well, she was one and a half, and I did it one night because she wouldn't sleep. As and for we your, just, your kid, yeah. We just watched this 45 minute, and she just she loved it. Watched, bro. Do you, do you uh, have to watch a lot of kid stuff? Um, well, yeah, my Netflix algorithm is, I can't find it's anything heavily, for me anymore. It's heavily It's sweated. all suggestions or cartoons now. Yeah. Um, but she's happy to watch on her own. She's had a great attention span for like, she'll watch a film since she was like one, yeah. watch okay. a whole movie by herself. Oh, okay, that's good. So I don't have to watch. I'll never forget watching um, this, um, so my, basically this family member, um, this, this young girl, um, just being sleepy and not paying attention and not participating in this sort of dinner party conversation. To, and she was not paying attention to anyone. Mm. She was sort of sleeping in her, in her arm. But we needed her to do something, in short. But basically what was funny was like she was not participating, sleepy, nothing. And then the mom was like, you can watch for a bit. And she just sprung up. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. She just sprung up and was like, Ooh. Yeah, you got to... And, and I watched that happen and I was like, that's quite scary. Those things are crack, my friend. It's quite scary how this like non-engaged... Because also of these new ones... thing of a, of a human just sort of sprung up. Yeah, yeah. And she now knew could she watch. She was now allowed to watch the yeah. film. It's crack, and the mom man. even said it like under her voice. Oh, she was like... Yeah, she, like, she knows. She's you can gave, watch now. She just gave her baby another hit. <laughs> Just gave her another needle. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, wow. inject some cocoa melon into you. But that stuff is just like, I watch it and I go, oh, they're using the scams of psychology to get your child to watch. It's not entertainment. And you, and you, but is, is it not making anything of their life better? Are they not learning? They say, they say, <laughs> <laughs> um, it should try. I mean, uh, hopefully some of the, Bigger ones are trying to teach some kind of lesson. It does seem like it does seem like I'm like she learned a lot of things. Like it seemed from from there, but they say it does slow down. They've seen that it does slow down their their take up on actual speech. Oh, yeah. So by watching lots of content. Yeah, because I guess you gotta. Children don't just learn from 
they learn to speak from, it's like this interesting, so I speak is closer to my child and my partner speaks English to her since she was a baby. And, um, and then my, br- and then she, she picked up more, she speaks in English. Yeah. She fully understands me, but she speaks in English. And my brother explained that children don't actually learn language from like reading books or just watching stuff. They learn from listening to people interact so they s- learn how the language is used okay rather than yeah. just the language in its uh, yeah. uh, intellectual way so watching these cartoons sure they'll pick up the songs and they'll pick up but the actual then how do i translate this into speaking isn't there so i think i think that's what slows them down is that uh, instead of uh, being bored and then listening to how mom and dad are speaking they just stuck on this TV and they never see how language is actually used. It's just these, and you know, like yeah. the, the script is not how language is used, especially these kiddies. Want, it's mostly just songs. Yeah. So they'll just... you got to interact with them. you got to ask them questions. you got to pry the conversation Well, let them be bored more than anything. No. Yeah, it's like, let them be bored enough to listen to you and your partner talking. Yeah. Or when the neighbors come over, they at least go, and you, know, and you go, my word. And it's like, oh, he looked shocked when he said that. And mm. then you'll... Well, one day see your kid, like my kid now all of a sudden goes, what the hell? <laughs> That's not from a cartoon. I go, yeah, yeah. someone said that and she yeah. saw how it's used because she's using it properly. Yeah. Um, my, my niece was on the back seat once and my sister was having an issue with her automatic gate and the kid in the back went, this bloody gate. <laughs> and she like shook her hands like exactly like yeah, my sister. Yeah, they learn. So they so, learn how it's used. So yeah. that's why I'm like, okay. these so, cartoons, you just, so, so you do you actively try and limit the amount of screen time? Oh, yeah, yeah. She knows. I think every parent does. Yeah. yeah. We we use screen time for like if we're flying long. Even then, it's like yeah. if we're flying to the States. Yeah. Uh, we'll then allow her mad screen time because also we're also like mad screen, whatever. Yeah. But like she doesn't I, know. I secretly love a long flight. Yes. I secretly love yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, the like, content is good. Yes. Yeah, it's just like I'm stuck in a place where I'm forced to watch movies. Like, I, I secretly am like, this is this is great. Like, I don't know necessarily why I'd want to do it all the time. Like, but like when it happens, it as is I'm nice. about to do an overseas flight, I'm like, I guess you kind of am excited just yeah. to watch movies. I've caught, I've I've discovered <laughs> stuff. I discovered Succession on uh, on a flight, uh, and it was exactly amazing. TV show. That's on like, Showmax, I think. H, H- it's, yeah, so it's an HBO, but I think it is on. I think it's on Showmax. Show yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw that um, uh, that that Culkin brother, Kieran Culkin. Mm-hmm. I saw him in a bar in New York. Really? I was like, oh my god, I love his character. He's I cool. saw him in something else. He, he cool. has a particular way of acting, mm. which is which is, I guess it. It's we, one of those things that help. It does help. It's almost like a um, a comedic voice. Yeah does help you stand out yeah you think acting is just like no play the part it's like yeah you got to bring some of yourself in, yeah. and it helps people cost you we we uh we watched um so on one of the flights to japan as a band we at one point decided no we're gonna we're gonna me and the guy next to me the keyboardist gad we're, we're gonna we're gonna sync up we're gonna we're gonna watch this movie together. Okay, nice. So if one of us needed to go to the toilet or order something, we'd both pause. Nice. And we'd be watching this movie together, which was funny. And have you seen the movie Inside Out, the Pixar yes. movie? Yes. And there's that scene. Quite there's dark. that scene. It's yeah. Quite and heavy. there's that 
bing bong scene. Yo. If you remember where with the with, imaginary with the friend bing bong. Jeez, bro. I and was so like, both of us <laughs> started crying. And I looked over to him and he also started crying. We just had this like shared moment. Trevor and Eugene have this thing that watching on a flight is more emotional. It could like, be. What? Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, man, watch a movie in air. You Something will, about your more chance of you crying up there. I was like, I've never experienced that. That's funny. Um, you've done which Trevor are you talking about? Noah and Eugene Koza. Yeah. Yeah, they were ones just like talking about like, yeah, ah, they were just like they were convinced they were like Louis, so maybe you yeah. just watch maybe you just watch comedies when you're in the air. But like yeah. if you no, watch no, no, a I think there's a thing. I think there's a thing. <gasps> there's a thing to it. Um you've done some daily show stuff, eh? Yeah, we did a. It's 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 done. But uh, I got to do I think it was three segments as a correspondent for here. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun, man. It it was like the least me thing I've ever done because oh, I'm not a read the paper person. Oh, interesting. But like, yeah. luckily there was like a the team is pretty much the team that worked on Alan N. Yeah. So they're like deep that, in the satire that, and they deep in the. That that should exist now. I mean, yeah, I know the platforms. No one's no one's there for the truth. There's no platform where I mean, you can have. It's set, like it was satire. like a localized John Oliver in a way, right? Mm. Like, but no one. SABC is not going to let you. Yeah. Because then you're criticizing the government, and yeah, and I'm like, we know that they're affiliated with the government. So yeah. no, no, it's, no it's SABC would be the wrong would be the wrong place. Where, where was it? It was, it was on, on E. Yeah. But. Uh, Thing. No, but it anyway. could exist in the internet now, uh, somehow. Yes, there's definitely a gap for it on the internet. I just don't know if there's anyone. I haven't seen anyone. There's a guy actually on Instagram now. Why am I forgetting his name? It's, it's actually important to say because I think he's gonna do it. But his is less. It's more like his is more like you know those great soundbite channels on like YouTube yeah. about the news. And he felt like there's a gap for that in Africa. There's no way we just like get great sound bites of well put together information about Africa Yeah, in that kind of way um, I want to find his name because I think it's worth a, a shout out um, and he does it it's not um, yeah, and I've noticed that he started throwing in jokes into it also so, so he, he, he didn't even set out to be funny not in the beginning no he was just about like let me let me put but, the information out there in these small sound bites that people are actually consuming the information and instead of like you know the news, but in um, in a similar way to your podcast, you 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 sometimes need that humor. Like I need John Oliver to sometimes explain some <laughs> rather yeah, yeah boring or difficult to understand topic in a way entertainment works. Yeah. And and to get it all on YouTube for us now is probably that's probably one of the things I watch the most on YouTube is is late night is last week tonight really yeah because you can actually get almost the main feature that sort of twenty minute. A twenty-minute segment on something. Yes, I think I, I just started getting like, um, what's the word? Very self-conscious of like, geez, I consume so much American news. Yeah, I don't consume, it's, and it's, and it is that gap that this guy that uh, shit man. So, so we've got something called the cash up, which is um, at the end of the show something we couldn't remember or get. Oh, awesome! We can we can put it in that. Cool. So, so you must just let me know, and I'll, I will. I'll put it in that. But yeah. Lekker, man. So, what should I be watching? What have you? What have you? Mo, I should Mo, be watching Mo. Mo's really nice. It's also light, but like well written, funny, new. Because it's like he's mm. him and his family are Palestinian, and he's dating a Catholic Mexican girl. 
Uh, yeah, so it's like already like worlds that we don't like. My partner said that what got her immediately was seeing his character speaking and who's Palestinian speaking to a Mexican guy, and they were talking together in Spanish. And she was like, "Wow, you don't! I, I couldn't place that in America." And I was like, "Oh, that's so weird. As a South African, I'm so used to people in a scene talking in different languages that that didn't seem weird to me." Oh, I was just like, okay, cool. The Palestinian guy's talking in Spanish. That mean, I mean, like, yeah, what's happening here? Whereas I always her find was it like, amazing. What? In there's, there's some parts of Joburg, especially in Cyrildine, where you'll. There, I remember being in the back of a supermarket. You know, which Cyrildine is our yeah. Chinatown. Yes. Um, I remember seeing this black dude in the back writing in Chinese, writing on the writing on the box. Really? And I looked at him. I was like, you can write in Chinese. And he's like, yeah. I was like, Fuck, that's cool. What? <laughs> I was like, no, dude. Speaking I bet, I bet, is already like crazy. I bet he never, you know, took back him to a young kid. Imagine telling him you're gonna be able to write in Chinese. How wow. do you? How do you end up writing, bro? What is he yeah. adopted by Chinese people? I think like, he just learns on the job. I don't know, but it was amazing to see. I was like, how cool snap. is that? That there's a little that's wing of Joburg where he'll be a dude that can that wow. can write in Chinese. That's crazy. When when your Chinatown is so Chinese. In yeah. Africa, like, like <laughs> no, you're going to have to speak in Chinese, my friend. Yeah. Another show you should also watch. Um, it's weird. I, I keep. It takes me 20 minutes to brush my teeth. Long story. So I watch a lot of stuff while I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm trying to catch up on my Ozark. Brilliant show. Um, you brush your teeth for 20 minutes. It takes 20 minutes to do the whole oral hygiene thing. Okay. Um, I, I recently whitened my teeth. Did How a, did that go? I did a week of that sort of gel. Oh, that you put the, in the gum in thing? The thing and yeah. you put on the blue light. Yeah. I, I must say I could tell the difference. And I'm really? more conscious of it now. So I'm more conscious of like when I have a coffee, I'll 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 um <laughs> oh, what's You'll it? Goggle, I'll goggle some water and spit it out uh, afterwards. Because otherwise it stains your teeth, man. Yeah, I'm a two yeah, cup sure. a day kind of guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how your teeth get yellow. Yeah. I, I have and I noticed it in, in in six days of doing this thing. I was like, mm, it worked. Yeah, to some degree it worked. But yeah. does it whiten? Doesn't put a whitening layer on? Or because I've also seen the thing where they warn you like it's actually removing a layer to well, reveal that's a the, white layer. Apparently the 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 the, the toothbrushes, the whitening, yes. that whitening isn't isn't good. It's that, not good. That, yeah. That, 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 is so this is a different process. This is a different thing, I think. It's more of a bleaching, I guess. There's this great video because I've obviously I've, I have teeth problems, and there's this great video of um, what's his name, man? He played the Green Goblin, Spider-Man. Defoe. Uh, yeah. Where he just Willem he like Defoe. he does like this two-minute like written performance piece where he talks about his teeth okay. and the gaps in his teeth because he's got like very gapped teeth. Yeah. But he just like talks about how much he loves them and the gaps in my teeth and I feel the air coming rushing and I was just like, you know what? Because yeah. I wanted to like do more screen stuff and I was like, I'll never get a good part. Cause are you conscious are of horrible. your teeth? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but then uh, and then I was like, no, yeah, no, it's fine, man. They're just my teeth, man. Now look at Owen Wilson's nose. Yeah, yeah, Come it's those on, kind man. of things. But I think like nose is easier because teeth is like people go, hmm. Mm. What's wrong with your life? What's wrong with you that uh, <laughs> that, uh, that? that they've gone uh, that way? Yeah. But yeah, I think you see the fine. I've never been. Oh, you can't of... tell immediately. Yeah, yeah. But if I like when I like fully smile, no man. I, no, I, it's it's if I point it out to you, see. you'll notice. But if I don't, if I in a photo, <laughs> in a photo where it's like supposed to be aesthetic, yeah. then you'll be like, 
I realized oh. that when I smile in photos, my one eye gets like a little small. Oh, oh is it? Yeah. It almost looks like I've got a lazy eye when I smile. I go full Khoisan. My eyes you go disappear. Khoisan. <laughs> what does that my mean? Eye, like, the, like my eyes just... Oh, you mean, people have like very like... Uh, they're more, uh, what's, the, what's the biologically correct way to describe that? Um, yeah. Because I'm only thinking of racist things in my head. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. that. So in what more I'm, of what an I'm, Asian... Um, yeah. Thinner eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if this podcast uh, doesn't get uh, cancelled. Well, there was a certain amount, yeah, the history of that was Malaysian immigrants in the Cape. Yeah. So they're. they're, they're no, but they're, the Khoisan, as original people, they just had it. Okay, yeah. A lot of. Uh, you and I are, are, not, are no. not the people no, to no, speak. No, we're versions. On. We're versions. But of we're it. not the people to speak on the history of that. Okay, but yeah. No, no, folk. but they, that's, that's like a, a natural feature. It's not like a, mm. it didn't come from Asia into um, them. Okay. That's what they have. Yeah. Um, and they. And anyway, so when I. Even when I'm doing like a shoot, mm. I end up looking crazy because I feel like so a shoot is in the eyes so yeah. try smile with your eyes open now yeah. I'm looking like I'm doing a joker smile because I'm I got my, I'm trying to keep my eyes open or uh, else they just they just go they just like if I smile my eyes disappear yeah it's funny okay thank you my guy thank you my Jim to work. Um, the whole point of this have was to go to do a voiceover is that what you gotta go do now nah it's in bye 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 it's in 50 minutes I got time Lovely. Um, the whole point of this is really, well, one of the main driving aspects of the conversation was me trying to find you something to rent. But I think you, you did it more the opposite this time. No, I, I don't, like, I think whatever you're thinking to tell me and you think I've seen it, I probably haven't. Uh, okay, well, I'll leave you with one thing. What? Um, have you got Disney Plus? Yes. Uh, have you been watching? It's been annoying, the um, buffering. Welcome to Wrexham. No. The, the docu-series about Ryan Reynolds buying the soccer team in Wales and Rob McElhenney from, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They buy, they buy this like down-on-its-luck um, soccer Wait. team in Wales called Wrexham, Wrexham FC. And it's all about them taking ownership of this. What, is it a movie? Or it's a, a docu-series. Oh. So it's, 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 it's them. It's them meeting and talking and oh. going to the town. and Yeah. I thought you might have heard of it. No, uh, it's, I, thought you it's were, so charming. I thought you were like badly describing the other show, which went Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I'm yeah. just like this guy's it's describing got a similar, this so It's got badly. a similar feel to Ted Lasso. Oh, Obviously, okay. but it's more documentary, yeah, yeah. and it's more about them being the owner as opposed to being the coach. Okay, dope. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, welcome Ted's to Rick. Ted's telling me to watch the one about the superheroes. Um, it's so weird, and I just. No, uh, on 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 Disney I Plus. I think it's on Disney Plus. I mean, the there's one, a lot of superhero stuff on Disney the Plus. The one about the superheroes who kind of—it's almost like they're commercialized. They've been commercialized. Oh, uh, I think he's talking about the boys. The boys, which is on Amazon. Amazon. You'd love the boys. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like I don't. It's, I, can't, I can't get into it. Okay, it's quite. It's wild. It's wild. It's as mm. if the back on the box of the boys is if the Marvel, if Marvel really existed, uh. but. Not to the point that they're these like crazy, amazing, perfect heroes. They like corrupt. Yes. And they're narcissists and they Yes. And they're not good people. And not good people. And so The Boys is based on a, a it's a comic book, um, a graphic novel about a group of guys who try and take these soups down. But of course they don't have superhero powers, but take they, them down as a company kind of a well, thing. Well they yeah, they're just trying to kill them. They're trying to go after them. They're trying because they're corrupt. It's Shit. great. 
It's ridiculous. I'll give it a few more episodes. Because Ted's yeah. really like, dude, you gotta watch the show. And I started watching it. I think I watched two or three apps. And I was like, I'm watching it, but I don't know if I'm uh-huh. yeah. into not, it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's just outrageous. But I'll watch especially the if you've watched yeah, especially if you watched a lot of Marvel stuff to sort of see a more authentic version of what humanity would yeah. have done with actual superheroes. What blew my mind, sorry, I'm just my, my brain bounces. Was a sh- what's that show that was a podcast turned into an animation? Midnight on Netflix. Midnight. Expo- uh. oh, flip. Anyway, it's a, it was like a podcast, and the, it does interviews. But then he took the interviews and then created an animation of this guy who runs a intergalactic uh, radio station. But then he takes this thing that takes him to other planets to experience psychedelic exp- anyway it's like this weird integration oh, of animation and podcast yeah, 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 uh, yeah. that was that show was like mm. when Netflix was creating just like cool weird stuff that was cool weird yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that was like was the Rick like, and Morty cool weird yeah mm, I remember that it's a, it's okay a, so that was a podcast first that makes sense yeah so they recorded the audio first and yeah. then they put it together as a oh, yeah, no, really no, no. we'll put that in the cash up as well because I remember that that was cool yeah. visually also animation yeah was awesome. great it was great it was okay. trippy i don't magic man listen enjoy your voiceover i will yeah and we'll hopefully have Thanks you for your time man we'll hopefully have you back at the bioscope at some point i'd love to do a run before the end of the year yeah let's do it man because there was going to be that that one a while ago and then i think your schedule uh, changed yeah, it's and me stuff, and the show that i'm trying to put together oh, and i don't know if it I would be an put honor together anymore it'd be an honor to have you back i'd love to i'll be back i'll be black <laughs> all right that was a good chat uh so this is uh, the cash up which is our chance to balance everything in the till before we turn off the lights and go home and so we just want to write a few wrongs. The first is the director's name uh, who did Hereditary and Midsummer. His name is Ari Aster. Ari Aster. A very interesting dude. It's clearly something uh, unhinged there. So he makes these incredibly haunting films. So definitely worth a watch if that is your cup of tea. Uh, then one thing to correct, Tony Collette was not in Burn After Reading, so I'm not quite sure who Loisa was talking about. Um, Francis McDormand certainly was, and so maybe that's um, where he went wrong. Uh, but Tony Collette was certainly in Hereditary, and it was a fantastic uh, performance by her. Then uh, the most important thing to mention is the guy on Instagram who is making the really cool kind of newsy... Um, political commentary his name is uh, Zamaza but his handle on Instagram is Moosh Tuffa so M-O-O-S-H T-A-F-F-A Moosh Tuffa and he is uh, pretty incredible and it's just amazing when dudes put up their hand to to be those kinds of commentators so definitely worth a follow there cool Thank you for tuning in. My name is Russell Grant, and today on the show was the comic and podcaster and all-around interesting dude, Loisa Madinga. You can uh, spread the love by sharing the video store.co.za. Join us over on Instagram. We are the video store pod. 
and chime in on Facebook. We are facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the video store. Lekker. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week.